Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Top pharmaceutical executives refused to attend Trump meeting after executive orders on costs. Concerns about reopening schools toll of COVID-19 split by party lines and background. And a review of 20 years of data concludes vaccines are remarkably safe. Welcome to This Week in Managed Care. I'm Matthew Avidia. This past Monday, top pharmaceutical executives were scheduled to meet with President Donald Trump at the White House to discuss drug pricing, but the meeting was canceled after Trump, beset with falling poll numbers amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, signed four executive orders last Friday aimed at lowering drug prices. The executive orders drew criticism from the drug industry, who had initially thought the rule would be dropped ahead of Friday's announcement. One of the executive orders that would require health officials to release a plan linking Medicare payments for certain medicines to lower costs paid abroad was additionally criticized by some patient groups, as they say the rule, which is known as the most favored nation's rule, would curb innovation and reduce drug access. On a call with the media last Friday, HHS Secretary Alex Azar said biologic and injectable drugs would not be an allowed import, but said individuals would be able to re-import their own insulin from Canada. Under another part of the plan, the FDA would allow individuals to import drugs from countries with similar regulatory procedures. The move was met with derision by Democrats, who last year passed a bill in the House of Representatives to allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices directly and cap out-of-pocket drug costs. Americans need lower drug prices now, not some day in the future that may never come. The president has had over a year to bring Congress together on a bipartisan plan to lower drug prices, But he has chosen to take the easy route of empty rhetoric instead, said Senate Finance Committee Ranking Member Ron Wyden in a statement. For more on drug industry reaction, visit AJMC.com. For more on executive orders, visit AJMC.com. Last week, a new poll illustrated the disproportionate impacts of the pandemic, both psychological ones and practical ones, about the effect of school reopenings in the fall. The July 2020 Kaiser Family Foundation Health Tracking Poll of U.S. Adults found a little more than half said pandemic anxieties are taking a toll on their mental health. Most also feel that the worst fallout from COVID-19 is yet to come. In addition, parents from communities of color and those with lower incomes have more worries than white and higher income parents regarding reopening schools. Education, one of the key social determinants of health, has been highlighted in recent weeks as districts across the country announce a variety of attempts to reopen in the fall, including with remote instruction. Overall, 60% of respondents think the worst of the pandemic has yet to come, up from 50% in May, as opposed to 1 in 5 adults who think that the worst of the outbreak has happened. But the results also illustrate deep political divisions. 8 in 10 Democrats and a majority of independents think the worst of the pandemic has not yet arrived. That contrasts with 31% of Republicans who think that the worst of the virus is over, with 23% of Republicans also believing that COVID-19 is or will be a major problem. For more, visit AJMC.com. This week, findings from a comprehensive review of all safety-related label modifications of vaccines approved by the FDA between January 1996 and December 2015 indicated that vaccines are remarkably safe and confirmed population vaccination as a major public health strategy. The retrospective cohort study, published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, included data from 57 vaccines against infectious diseases approved by the FDA within the 20-year window. Vaccination has greatly reduced morbidity, disability, and death from many infectious diseases, the authors wrote. 
The incidence of once common infections, such as measles, mumps, pertussis, rubella, and poliomyelitis, has decreased by more than 90%, and some diseases have been all but eliminated. However, vaccination rates have declined in recent years, partly driven by reduced public trust and parental concerns over safety, researchers said. If vaccines are perceived as unsafe, uptake in the population will decrease further, and the prevalence of infectious diseases and their associated morbidity and mortality will increase. For more, visit AGMC.com. This week, the FDA granted Truvian Sciences Emergency Use Authorization, or EUA, for its EasyCheck COVID-19 antibody tests. The company said it plans to produce the test at mass scale in the United States and immediately make it available to U.S. healthcare providers. Company officials said in a statement that the test exceeds EUA requirements, including a sensitivity rate of 98.44% and a specificity of 98.9%. The cross-reactivity evaluation determined no cross-reactivity with HIV, influenza A and B, and several coronavirus strains. In an interview with the American Journal of Managed Care, Jeff Hawkins, president and CEO of Trivian Sciences, spoke on availability and reimbursement of the test. These tests are going to be made available through employers that will offer it routinely, through healthcare clinics, your primary care doctor, places like that, said Hawkins. So far, we're seeing that insurances are covering these antibody tests. In this pandemic, the insurance companies, both private and public payers like Medicare, stepped up and right away started paying for testing. For more, visit AJMC.com. And now our paper of the week, which looks back at some of the most important papers over the past 25 years of the American Journal of Managed Care and why they matter today. A November 2018 paper from authors at Mathematic in Princeton offered a hint of findings that would come later for highly touted strategies to address the needs of superutilizers patients who have complex needs and use emergency care at much higher rates than most patients. These strategies, which call for high levels of care coordination and meeting non-clinical needs, were pursued by Dr. Jeffrey Brenner and the Camden Coalition and repeated elsewhere. Our November 2018 paper found mixed results and showed that the models needed to be tested on a larger scale. A paper on healthcare hotspotting in the New England Journal of Medicine that appeared in January cast out on whether these strategies save money, dealing a blow to the movement but others say the process has to start further upstream. Meanwhile, Dr. Brenner, who had gone to work with United Healthcare, is returning to his roots in primary care in New Jersey. For the paper, visit AJMC.com. For all of us at AJMC, I'm Matthew Gavidia. Thanks for joining us. To learn more, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.